Monday, everyone. It's your homegirl, Ivy. This is Welcome to the Raw Zone. Happy Raw Zone Day, everyone. I am so excited about today's episode with our guest, Devin. Ah, Dawn Music. Um, dope group from Nashville. Um, they bring back the nostalgia vibes. So let's get into these announcements to get into that mix. And then let's get to our interview with Dawn Music. Ooh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the Raw Zone. You can find us everywhere at www.wazonenyc.com. You could catch on Mondays at 8 p.m. You could catch us at our home of Elgin Sound Radio live on the Live 365 app, Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Live 365 app and our website, www.wazonenyc.com. Shout out to our friends in Ohio. With promo God and Puso 82.3 FM. You can catch us on Wednesday at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I am especially blessed, and I would like to thank Platinum Radio for now adding us to their lineup. Catch us Sunday, 6 to 8 p.m. on Platinum Radio Online, as well as their app on the Live 365 app. You can also catch us on with SmackDown, SmackDown, courtesy of Ramble Mania with myself and TJ the Great One, and sometimes Muffin Man, when he doesn't say that SmackDown sucks. Catch the good, the bad, the ugly. You can also catch us on other shows on the Ramble Mania Network. We also are there for their live pay-per-view events. We are still on the road to the Game Back for Sean. Uh, we recently had an amazing event. Uh, we thank our sponsors, Elgin Sound Radio, Puso 82.3 FM, as well as the Smack Beauty, our vendor, who donated $120 towards our cause. We want to thank you for that once again. You could always find her on Instagram at Smack Beauty. So, without further ado, we're going to get into this Raw Zone mix. If you want to submit your music to our Raw Zone picks, Submit your links, your MP3s, and your EPKs to mnrbookings.gmail.com. Please follow our playlist at IMIVXO. Guys, in order to get support, we got to give support. So please support the artists that are on our Wild Zone Picks playlist. Submit yours so you can be part of it as well. And shout out to the Titan of Rap who is making our graphics and always looking out for us to make sure that we're good. But without further ado, we're going to get into this raw zone mix, a little bit of an alternative type of vibe. So we're going to start with this Pistol Peterson, When You Grow Up. Snapple Fact, if you remember the early 2000s, she was the person that sang the song Supergirl for the Princess Diaries, known as, formerly known as Pistol Hair. So let's get into it. <laughs>
Something you're not. I've given you all. 
It's over, so we gotta make it less visible. Cutting you off won't be easy. I hate how you do this on repeat. You texting that you should meet me. Left a journal for love on the CD. Wanna fall in love with a girl who's sweet. I'm done with you and your everyday beef. I fall for her instead of a piece. But beauty to love is not the screen. Hey, just face the feet. You and I not meant to be. You disappeared in memories and all reality to this But I know that I should cut you off Yeah, it's been a bad boy But I know I need to cut you off Something that's been bad boy Cause when you went to cut me off Acting like a child boy So I know I need to cut you off filming the last few episodes before we take a little break for the summer. Happy Raw Zone Day. As usual, you can find us everywhere at www.rawzonenyc.com. You can catch us at our home of Elgin Sound Radio Tuesdays, 8 p.m. on the Live 365 app. You can catch us on Pulso 82.3 FM Wednesdays, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Live 365 app. Shout out to Promo God and the Family. And But with great news, we are now on Platinum Radio. Shout out to our family in Michigan. Shout out to Brian and Bruce. 
thank you for bringing us on. You'll be able to catch us Sundays, 6 to 8 p.m. on Platinum Radio. Hang out with us. It's always a fun time. As usual, catch us on What's Smackdown on Smackdown, where you get the good, the bad, and the ugly with myself and TJ, the great one. And even though Muffin Man is in the background here to tell you the Smackdown sucks, we're still bringing you the what's the what's new and the what's down of the Smackdown. Smackdown Shut up. Um, we are powered by Bold and Luscious Cosmetics. Shop Bold with Raws on use the code RZ15 off. Get your girl something nice this summer. It's summer. It's rave season. It's colorful season. The palette is so beautiful with the sparkles and everything. Make sure you hit up Bold and Luscious Cosmetics. Tell them Katie K sent you. My 420 heads. It is the summer. Get your papers. Go in the AC. Grab your cotton candy from Dress Blaze Organic and live the high life with them. Woo. Look them up at Dress Blaze Organic. Tell them KDK sent you. We are still on the road to the give back for Sean. We are still collecting donations for the Sarcoma Foundation of America in honor of Sean Tegid. Um, Sean Tegid passed away six years ago from intimal sarcoma in the heart and lungs. And every year we are closer and closer to making our $10,000 goal. So please click the link in the, in the description below and donate and just spread the word. Um, there's so many different diseases that are outside of the ones that we really talk about. And a lot of people are suffering, a lot of families are suffering, and a lot of kids are suffering because unfortunately this disease takes a lot of uh, power over children with juvenile cancers, and it's sad. Um, but with that, I do want to thank one of our biggest donators right now, Smack Beauty. Please follow her on Instagram. Your donation is extremely uh, welcomed, and thank you. Thank you for everything you did for our give back to Sean event. Woo! You know, I have to catch my, my breath every time I do this intro. But, um, I'm so excited about today. Uh, a little background about how I came across our guest. Uh, I was sitting at Wings and I was listening to a remix of 1985 from Bowling for Soup. And I had just gotten so geeked out. And being that I am older in a environment full of 15 to 20 year olds, it was the weirdest shit ever to have them look at me like, why am I so happy about this song? Uh, if you grew up in the late 90s, early 2000s era, rock was definitely the most dominated genre for that time period. Uh, I grew up with like Paramore, uh, Bowling for Soup, Evanescence. So to hear music like that in 2023 that's super saturated with hip hop and drill and it, it makes a girl's heart flutter when she heard stuff like that. Um, but a little bit about our guest, uh, Dawn, formed by two kids who grew up on AIM and MySpace, the female-fronted duo Dawn, our nostalgic alternative rock group that draws influence from early 2000s pop, punk, and modern alternative. After multiple viral TikTok songs, including a new version of 1985 featuring Bowling for Soup, the Nashville-based duo excuse me, is, an, is ready to make waves with their pop rock anthems. 
The group's name, Dawn, channeled the energy of the better space pink and blue morning hours when the night before it's ending and the sun come up on a new day. They've gathered 10 million views, 1.3 million likes on TikTok across multiple viral songs. They were featured on Fresh Finds and Fresh Finds pop viral songs for Fucked Up Lullaby. They released a collaboration of 2002 with Bowling for Soup as a new version of their hit 1985 for the new generation. Uh, they premiered their 2022 single Thanks on BBC's number one future alternative. And mo- they have multiple songs featured on Netflix series 20 somethings and MTV's Teen Mom. Wow, Teen Mom. That just made me feel old. But without further ado, give it up for Imperfect Pop Dawn. Hey, so happy to be here. Thank hey. you for the hey. and, and the cat, don't forget the cat. Of course. One of our bandmates, this is Louie. Hey, Louie. She's a nice, big, orange boy with one brain cell. <laughs> with one what? One brain cell. Oh, uh, it's okay. <laughs> me too. Yeah. <laughs> Mellow, Mellow's brain here thinks zoom, zoom, then treats. So it's okay. I yeah. love it. Same with this guy. Yeah. We're so happy to be here today, though. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you for for being here. You guys are so popular. I, I'm just like, <laughs> how did you guys find out about me? Oh gosh, well we work with um, one of our friends, and he helps us find like PR and publicity. Um, and he reached out, and he was like, "We've got this amazing opportunity for you to play Jeopardy on a podcast about the early 2000s." I was like, okay, where do I sign? Let's go. I'm so excited to do this. So he linked us up with you. And we're happy to be here. I'm so happy for that. So, but before anything, right, um, we start off the show, like, what are your high points of, like, this week? Or you want to consider this your weekend? Um, what's your low point and what you're looking forward to? Oh, boy. Uh High point of the weekend, we got to hang out in the pool yesterday, hung out with some friends. That was really awesome. And then, uh, what was a low point? Low point, we were a little hungover today. Yeah, that was tough. Say. We were recovering, but we're here. Um, looking forward to, we're playing uh, an acoustic like writer's round for alternative artists in Nashville on Wednesday. So, kind of looking forward to playing just like a low key show. Um, we usually play like a full band set, so this will be a little bit different. That's so cool. Yeah. So how did you two come together? Uh, well, we were both actually uh, in the same major in college, and we met the last year, uh, senior year there. Literally Boston. the last week of senior year we met and just hit it off. Um, I go away for the summer, and I come back, and we start dating. <laughs> and um, we were dating for, like, a couple years before we were, like, we both really, really missed doing music. He... Um, was in like a pop punk band growing up um, that was super awesome. And I just kind of did like more of like a songwriter, singer songwriter kind of thing by myself. Mm-hmm. So we were like, all right, we'll just play around with the idea of writing some music together. And then we ended up moving to Nashville two years ago to take it a little bit more seriously. So it's it's been an awesome journey. Why Nashville? Oh, well, for like writing and music in general, you kind of like three choices, right? In the US, New York, LA, and Nashville feel like those spots where you can go and make connections and um, just do a lot of songwriting. And we were kind of in between because we were in Boston before 
we were in between moving to Nashville or LA for kind of like a change of pace. And honestly, Nashville just seemed a little bit more down to earth, a little bit more welcoming. Um, not that like, I'm sure there's pockets of LA <laughs> that are like that as well. Um, but it's also a little bit less expensive here too. So that kind of helps. <laughs> but isn't it, being that you're an alternative rock uh, mm -hmm. and pop sound, isn't it hard to really navigate through Nashville being that it's like majority, like 99.9% country? So it's wild. There's been like this uptick of pop artists and alternative artists moving to Nashville. So it actually hasn't been that difficult meeting really talented writers, really talented um, musicians to collaborate with and producers. Um, a lot of people are actually moving here from LA now, which is crazy. And the alternative scene is really growing in Nashville. So I love it because I feel like it's a little bit smaller of a pond. So you get to know more people um, and opportunities are continuing to pop up for performing and, and meeting people. So it's been great. I really like it. What do you think, Mike? What about you? Yeah, I love Nashville. I feel like uh, LA, you know, you always hear it's a lot of traffic and people can you know be more about status and stuff like that so it's it's great being out here in nashville the weather is awesome it's a little bit hot right now but you know it's most of the year it's great and there's so many great songwriters and other artists out here to work with i i don't regret our decision to come out here at all i've, I've heard really good things well i actually haven't i haven't heard that la is any better you know i think nashville is just as good so being that you guys take a lot of influence from a lot of nostalgia music, um, I get, first of all, I saw the Blink-182 one first. I'm, I was just like, and I saw album, the 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 Levine cover. I was like, wait, I was still not over the Blink-182 shirt. I'm sorry. Hell yeah. No, I love this one. I was, I was supposed to go, and this was before Chester died. And I believe it was supposed to be a Blink-182 Linkin Park concert. Oh. And oh, me, I was trying to fly my best friend out so we just so we could go. Yeah. And then as soon as we went to go buy the tickets to that said concert, Chester, and I was like, well, we oh. can't do this no more. Damn. I know. We, we almost last minute went to see them when they were in Nashville, but we had like a song write, uh, like a writing session that night. And we we're just like, oh, dang it. Like that would have been so good to see them. Um, but we're going to see them later this year. We're going to When We Are Young Festival and actually going to see Bowling for Soup there, too. So we're really excited about that. Yeah, super excited. Speaking about Bowling for Soup, and we're going back to the original question, what were the song, were the band you rocked out to individually when these bands were popular? Totally. Well, I kind of had a couple phases. So it started maybe more with Michelle Branch and Hilary Duff. Mm -hmm. um, and then it kind of migrated to be more boys like girls, uh, Paramore, like just got really into the pop punk level. Um, I'm trying to think, Yellow Card. I mean, it, the list goes on and on. There's so many good bands back there. Um, but I did really gravitate towards female fronted ones, which were very few and far between. So I think that's really important to me is like more exposure for women in pop punk and alternative music. Um, but Mike also had a lot of influences. Yeah, I think the band that got me started in music was Green Day. Um, that was my biggest yeah. around the American Idiot album time frame. I remember I heard Boulevard of Broken Dreams and I was just like, wow, this is so cool. This guitar part is crazy. 
got me convinced to start up a band when I was, I think I was 12 at that time. We were terrible. We had no idea what we were doing. We couldn't play on rhythm. We couldn't play on <laughs> We got it going. And then I think after that, my favorite band was like, I used to listen to like Avenged Sevenfold and Fall Out Boy, kind of stuff. I, like I used to like Bullet For My Valentine a lot. Yeah. Um, and then as I kept playing with this band, it made, we moved more into like pop punk and outside of like the rock genre. So we were listening to like bands like Mayday Parade, Boys Like Girls. So yeah, all sorts of awesome stuff from back then. Obviously Bowling for Soup too. Yes. Do you feel like the genre has changed over the years? I think so. Yeah, I think, you know, there's not as many big name bands, especially like there's not that radio level of bands anymore. I think like the only bands I really see putting out music that never stopped putting out music is like All Time Low and Fall Out Boy. The main. The main too. Um, so there's definitely a lot of bands that either broke up or just, you know, kind of stopped putting out new music and are just like, you know, having the old stuff stay where it is. So I think it's not as many people in the genre anymore. There's definitely a lot more focus on like pop, but there's still there's there. Been a, there's kind of resurgence, I feel like, of, of pop punk. Like, and you see, like, like I said, I love women in pop punk, and you see a lot more names starting to pop up. Like, I don't know if you've heard of Honey Revenge, um, Charlotte Sands, like all of these really talented, Taylor Acorn, for instance, um, new artists that are trying to like pull back aspects of that sound that they really loved um so that really excites me it, it feels like really comforting but new at the same time and i think that's like a huge thing for what we want to create with our music as well is it more collaborative over there because i interviewed another uh, frontman for writer mm -hmm. uh, and he's from new york but he told me that the rock scene within like the tri-state is more competitive in the sense of They'll cut each other's throat just to get someone. It's definitely, it feels very uh, collaborative and like there's space for all of us here in Nashville. That was something that I really liked. Um, whereas I know like some, some areas, it feels like there can only be one person who's succeeding or at the top of the chain. Um, but I think people in Nashville really try and help each other out and build people up, pull you onto shows that they're playing introduce you to people they know who would be like a good um either a writer or a collaborator so it definitely has been from my opinion a really collaborative welcoming environment who would you guys want to collaborate with over there oh god i mean here are we talking big names or are we talking oh uh, listen whatever makes your heart flutter i love that um i mean avril lavigne i would that would be mm -hmm. wild to collaborate with her because she's just been an icon, obviously, since she was 15 and is still creating music. Um, but I know like Fall Out Boy, I, they are like some of the most clever songwriters that I've ever seen in, in the genre. Um, so that would be huge. And we just saw a Motion City soundtrack recently. Yeah, no, they're super awesome yeah. too. I don't know if they really write for other people, but they're would be really cool, cool too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still not over this right now. Um, <laughs> I never thought, I've in, because around here, I've always been immersed for a while with hip hop. Because mm -hmm. um, of my former co-hosts and the people that were around me, so now that I get to indulge more being by myself, 
So hearing all of this about different genres is really, I just enjoy this. So please don't mind me geeking out in the background. I love that. Like to me, it's, it's so awesome to be able to be in an environment where like all different genres kind of work together to create like a new sound. I think genres are just boxes that we make to try and like, you know, understand where something belongs. But what, when it like, when music becomes really cool is when you like break out of that box. So I love that about Nashville too. Like sometimes you have country art, like writers coming and working on a song with you. So you pull in some of that like lyricism and um, rhythms from there and it creates something really cool in the rock space. So let's talk about 2002, right? Yes. Um, there's the one, one of the most viral songs on the internet right now. <laughs> um, it, it like every time I go on YouTube, it keeps popping up like the shorts. Oh, sorry. Hopefully, they're fun videos. No, no, no. It's a good thing because that's how I found out about you in the first place. Was from those shorts. Awesome. I love that. It, wow. Super cool. How did, it was so awesome. How did this happen? It's crazy. So during the pandemic, I actually saw a video just on TikTok about um, if. 1985 was written today, it would be called 2002. Or sorry, if it was released today, is that what it was? Yeah, if it was yeah. released today, because the difference between 2004 and 1985 was 19 years. And when that tweet came out, I think it was 2021, 20, 2021 mm -hmm. right? So, you know, I guess 19 years after the song came out. Math. Yeah. So anyway, I was just like, okay, I'm bored. It's COVID. Like, this is a really fun prompt for a song. So I write the song, um, show it to Mike, and he's like, yeah, this is great. He does like, helps with a production. And then I just do a stupid video in 2021 and put it out. And at that point, like our TikTok was pretty small. Um, a good amount of people saw it for our TikTok then, but not nearly the level that when we put it out earlier this year and reposted that same video, just because it was the start of the year. And we were like, oh, mm -hmm. this would be fun to sh share again. Yeah, like, uh, I guess like 2 million people saw that one. And then the follow-up was like 3 million people, including Jarrett himself and Holly Madison, right? Yeah. <laughs> Which was hilarious. She yeah. commented on it. Um, so that was crazy to us. That has never, had never happened to us before. Um, and then Jarrett- Holly was Holly Madison? Like the Playboy, the former Playboy yeah. Like Holly Madison? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that killed me. I saw that and I'm like, all right, nothing will beat this. And no, then unless Paris Hilton sees it. Yes. And then Jared commented, I'm like, all right, this is this is next level. Um, so then he ended up reaching out via messages on TikTok and was like, let's, you know, let's do a video or let's work on this together. Um and we didn't know if he meant Bowling for Soup picked you up? Yeah, bowling for soup hit us up. And I was like, this is insane. Like, this is crazy. Mike's like, all right, we'll chat with him. Yeah, we didn't think it was anything serious. We thought it was just like, oh, it's a cool video. Like, I'll repost it. I'd love yep. to, you know, repost it with you or do a video. But uh, no, they ended up being like, yeah, we, we've, we've loved the parody songs for 1985. You know, we have this whole instrumental we can just send to you and you're free to use it. And you have know, tag us on Spotify. So then we put it out with them using their instrumental. We went with their producer as well to get like all the vocals edited. So it was, yeah. It was really awesome. And they, they were so kind to let us, you know, do this version with them. Totally. That is so 
fucking cool. Yeah, it was awesome. And we actually got to meet him for the first time. Um, he came and played a show in Nashville like last week. And we met him. He's like the sweetest guy ever. Just so kind. So it's wild when you listen to something growing up. Like I remember like just replaying 1985 on my iPod over and over being like, this song is so good. And then you get the opportunity to recreate it as an adult about your era growing up. It, it was one of the coolest experiences of my life. So before we get into the nostalgia talk, do you want to play uh, two, 2002? Let's do it. Yeah. All right. So introduce it for us. Awesome. Well, this is our version of 2002 that was made for millennials. Of, of, 1985. Or sorry, of 1985. Made for millennials. Called 2002. Yay! We're going to get into this uh, courtesy of Welcome to the Raw Zone on Platinum Radio, Puso 82.3 FM and Elgin Sound Radio. This is 2002 from Dawn. Let's go. Ah. Where is it? Here you go. Jessica's so burnt out, she's filled with all this doubt. At a all can shake, the smile she learned to fake. Drowning in student debt. She could go back Life was so simple then Now what's her age again? Where's the other boots? And the two tops? And where is Paris telling everybody that's hot? When did flip phones become vintage? Whatever happened to Psychics, hiccups, my lime wire had Ricky, Christina, way before Rihanna There was Apple and Nelly And feel like you're on Filled with hits Love Britney with JT Broke her heart when they called it quits She still remembers when Toby was Spider-Man And watching Kelly win But she wasn't a Simon fan Where's the tracksuit Branded Juicy And when did Megan Fox Turn into a groupie When did Netflix Become TV Whatever happened to Chaplin's mixtapes on my iTunes was Britney, Christina, way before Rihanna There was Gordo and Lizzie and TRL on MTV Her two friends are Gen Z They tell her that she's cringy Cause she's still never a blue 2000, 2000, 
too. Yay! <laughs> I love it because when I wrote this, like a lot of those things were still not coming back into fashion. And I've started seeing more and more like you see low rise jeans and tube tops and Ugg boots all coming back. And I'm like, when you, when you saw Tobey Maguire in, in the recent Spider Man movie. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Crazy. I, I that was before. So. Yeah. <laughs> So out of all the things that you mentioned in the song, because I know I caught the Carrie not like winning American Idol, not liking Simon reference. I was like, oh, wow, I forgot about that. That was my whole goal, too, was to bring up all of these little moments that were just like core memories for people that they had forgotten about. You forgot Clay Aiken. Oh, gosh, there's, there's so yeah, many. All the American Idol. Yeah, <laughs> too funny. Yeah, they, had, they had so, like, each one of them winning had like some extra circumstance around it that was a weird time for all of us <laughs> i think that's the American Idol. Mm-hmm. oh yeah you remember when making i actually just had the three judges mm-hmm. and exactly. all, all of these yeah crazy and now i don't even know what's happening is it season like 20 or something i don't even know <laughs> like honestly like I didn't realize American Idol was still going until the new season came out. The new newer seasons came around. Yep. And I checked it out. And I'm like, what's this BS? It's just not the same. No, not at all. Like, okay. you would want like back then you would want to watch American Idol and so you think you could dance. Mm-hmm. On channel. And you had to wait until you that like one time like seven central Wednesday night. They would never wait to like the other time zones, and it's not like you had Hulu or Blockbuster or anything. So if you missed it, you lost. Exactly. Yep. Done for. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you wish though? Now that we talk about that, but do you do we wish that it kind of went to that? It kind of had that type of life because if we had like streaming right now, and someone brought up to me that no one buys units of music anymore. Mm-hmm. So would it be more beneficial for us to revert to an old way to make more money for the artist? I think, you know, it, it might help the artist a little bit, but I, I think having released music in both now and then, I think now is an easier time to really like gain a fan base on social media just naturally versus having to have a label backing you or something like that, you know? Like, I remember Mike told me, like, some of his techniques he used back in the day, like, he would go to Warp Tour and basically hand out things to everybody to try and, like... Yeah, to go and, and listen to the band. Yeah. I mean, like, you could do that, but it's, it's never going to compare to the, having a viral video. Mm-hmm. Would you still feel like you guys... Had the video not went viral, do you guys still feel like you would have the distraction for the song? Um, definitely not, because like I said, we posted it back in 2021, and it it got like some likes, um, but nowhere near the level that it got and attention it got when it went viral. So I think that was huge, and I think it really helps kind of pull in people who miss music and miss that era. So it, it was like very on theme for us, even if it's not an original song it's like very close to what we put out and like what we represent yeah. and are like the, what hopefully people would want to listen to who find that video. So it was, 
it was just like a really good um, opportunity for us to show our original music to people who would also like that. Yep, exactly. What is it like working with each other? Because you guys are a couple. Um, don't you guys, like, I, I, babe, I love you, right? So don't take this in no disrespect when I say this. All right. I just have to make it clear. He says he's not here, but just in case. Because me and my boyfriend were both photographers. Yep. And there's days we love working with each other. And then there's days where we both tell each other to go fuck themselves. Or oh, want to yeah. tell each other to go fuck themselves. That definitely happens on the writing side as well. Um, mm-hmm. There's days where I'm like, wow, this is absolutely incredible. We both share this passion and this drive and this goal. And then there's days where we'll sit down to write and because you have like the relationship aspect too, and you're so comfortable with each other. If you disagree on something, it can like quickly turn into a fight where it feels like a, like a couple's fight instead of like a disagreement about a line in the song or something. Um, so it's tough, but that's where like co like bringing co-writers in and stuff has really helped us because it allows us to kind of maintain like the creative professional, um, experience together and like not pull our relationship into that part of it anything to add you know it's a blessing and a curse obviously it's nice to share passion with your partner but also it's a lot of time that you're stressing out and trying to work together without fighting but i think we do our best we can have you ever had a situation where you guys were having a fight about uh something musically you argued really bad, but then you had to go play right after. <laughs> yeah, I mean, definitely. I think, you know, when we were stressed out, we, it's easy to take it out on each other. And obviously you get stressed out right before performances or before like interviews and stuff like that. So there's times where it's happened, but, you know, hopefully we learn our, our lessons and not do it as much. It's definitely a good reminder to be like, okay, this is a, like a person Whereas your partner can sometimes feel more like um, somebody who you can kind of take your emotions out on instead. So I think it's a good reminder when we have band stuff to be like, okay, this is just a person as well. I'm not going to take out all my emotions on them. Um, How do you guys feel like as a, both as as a couple and as uh, artists, right? Um, You have like from when you drop, your first, how do you feel like you guys have gone from dropping your first single in 2018 for Felt Something um, up until dropping anybody else? And I know you have an EP coming up. How do you feel like you guys have grown musically as well as men- like uh, mentally and emotionally? Totally. That's, I love that question because it was, it's definitely been a journey when we got into writing. Like we didn't go to school for writing. We didn't go to school for music. So we were very green when we started writing and working with other artists and didn't kind of have a sense of how the industry worked and we're learning as we were going. So that first song was definitely like a big growing process for us and helped us figure out how we actually, like what we actually want to sound like. I think a lot of the time we started, we're like, we want to, you know, we kind of want to try what's happening right now with these other sounds that other artists are doing. And what we realized over the course of, um, I guess, since we put that first song out, was we need to fall back on what we love, like what we grew up on, what feels like comfortable 
to us and really use that as a strength and then from there pull in other sounds instead of the opposite that we kind of initially started with what do you think mike yeah it's exactly that yeah our, our tastes of music have changed and we've definitely grown a lot as writers and um as artists ourselves hopefully have more vision and idea of what we want to be so what so i say i had five songs here and you said they were all your favorites so mm -hmm. from anybody else or if you could rank all of them right yeah from um depressed in heaven fucked up lullaby thanks 2002 and anybody else how would you rate them in the top five i feel like there's they're all a different kind of mood you know they're not all as easy to be like this one's better than this one they're all just different you know to me so i feel like if you're ever in a sad mood you know depressed in heaven is great if you want to have a nice like hang out by the pool it's summertime go to the beach anybody else is your jam or 2002 you know, and if, if you if you get want to get angsty, you know, we have fucked up lullaby and we have uh, thanks as well. So mm -hmm. it's like they all have a special place in my heart, you know? Yeah. I feel like we we ended up filming a music video for Depressed in Heaven, which was like probably visually the, the song that I it really needed to have that visual aspect to it. So there's something all that I'm always going to love about Depressed in Heaven because it reminds me of the video and that like kind of feeling that I always grapple with, which is, you know, I'm happy, but like, am I as happy as I could be? Like this, this kind of sense, I'll, I'll always just kind of be always a little sad. Yeah. Um, so I always resonate with that one, but like Mike said, it's all different moods. I just love, like, you guys compliment everything. You guys pretty much bring out every type of emotion out of a person. Oh, that's you know, mm -hmm. I try, but it's true. Um, you know, because when I heard Fucked Up Lullaby, it was so much different than mm -hmm. 2002, and I was appreciating it so much. Because mm -hmm. when I start, like, I, because I'm around so many people that either listen to hip hop or listen to Spanish music, mm -hmm. um, like, when I do start playing, like, being around rock music, I'm just like, <gasps> Maybe sort of me. But I was told by you guys off the scene that there's an EP coming up. Yep. What? What can we? Is it gonna be different from the five songs we just listed, or is it gonna be like a little of everything of it? I think the idea is to kind of package a lot of the songs that we've released since we've moved to Nashville as well as some new songs that we haven't yet into this EP that kind of sums up this like feeling of growth. Um, it's kind of our coming of age story is, is our EP um, because it kind of shows where we were when we started here and where we've gotten to now that we've like really found our brand and our, our feelings. So um, it'll be a little combination of that, hopefully around fall, winter time. Mm -hmm. What do you, what do you look so as, as creatives, right? All of our, all of our works have like one specific goal. Mm -hmm. um, and like, while everyone wants to entertain, 
like your project has something that you want them to, what is one thing you want them to take from that project? Mm. For me, like I'm such an anxious person. So music helps me deal with that anxiety. And I want to have that be received by our listeners too, and really give this our music to them as an outlet for the, their anxiety. Um, which is why it's so important to me to have those nostalgic feelings in our music, because that's kind of how I deal with my anxiety as well. Like comfort shows like Seinfeld and the OC and stuff like that. Um, so for me, it's a tool for dealing with my anxiety and I want it to be a tool for people as well to deal with theirs. Um, Mike, is there anything you want people to take from our music? No, his, his awesome guitar riffs, basically. Yeah. I mean, listen, wait, like those, those riffs are pretty, pretty crazy, man. Come on. I, I got no, like I, my boyfriend has his guitar, but I don't have an amp, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I just want people to hopefully appreciate the music, you know, and get the same feeling that we get when we're writing it, that excitement, that, you know, the love we have for it. I hope that it translates. Mike, what does music mean to you? <laughs> oh man, that's a that's a heavy question. I think uh, I don't know. I've always had a special place for for music. You know, it it really helped helped me express a lot of emotions and you know take a lot of like journeys when I was a kid. So I think I think for for me right now, it's you know it's been like kind of like writing stories about different parts of my life, all the different music that I've been a part of. So it also it's like I love to create things and I love being able to like look back on the people that I worked on with these songs and the people that we wrote with and, you know, they each have a special like timeline for me. Yeah. Are you and Bowling for Soup ever going to do a concert together? Oh man, I, I, would, I would love that. I don't know. We'll have to talk to Jared. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't feel like they would love to necessarily play 2002, but I could see a cool mashup there. Fun. I think they also put out a parody, or not a parody, but like a updated version called 2005, which is so funny. Um, I just, I love hearing all the different versions. Like 1985 is such a good song that it can be remade with all of these different eras in mind. Right. Um, but hopefully, at least when we see them at when we were young, we're maybe going to do a fun TikTok video or something. So yeah, that's on the docket. Totally. I, I feel like there needs to be an actual like visual of you guys and bowling for doing something yes absolutely we're we're still brainstorming the concept for it but it's uh, it's got to be crazy because it's bowling for soup and they're always crazy you know i mean i would come down to nashville for that (laughs) (laughs) we'll keep you posted yes (laughs) so because i have these tracks i want to do a little dawn music break and then we're going to get into the game what do you guys think that way you go back to water the yeah. cat, i thought i heard a bell ring if you want to check who rang your bell somebody at the door so but it's all good so i'm going to start this this uh music break and then we'll be back and then it's competition yes this is welcome to the raw zone let's kick this off with fucked up lullaby Hush, little baby, don't you cry On your bathroom floor when you're drunk and high Scream, someone save me But life is a fucked up lullaby Had you looking for a lifeboat But your trust keeps sinking in I see your pills and pills But you ain't got no prescription Yet you get so tired But the world keeps spinning The world keeps spinning 
the world keeps spinning. Mommy's in the kitchen doing cocaine. Daddy's taking shots on a weekday. We're all blacking out on our birthdays. Trying to get, get laid, but they all say, Hush, little baby, don't you cry on your bathroom door when you're drunk and high. Scream, someone save me. But life is a fucked up lullaby. Hush, little baby, don't you cry. Can't say for sure where you went last night. Scream, someone save me. But life is a fucked up lullaby. You miss your friends when you're home alone. When you're out with them, always on your
filled with all this doubt. At a rock and shake, this now she learned to fake. Drowning in student debt, wish that she could go back. Life was so simple then, now what's her age again? Where's the other boots and the two tops? And where is Paris telling everybody that's hot? When did flip phones become vintage? Whatever happened to psychics? Hiccups, my lamb wire had Ricky, Christina, way before Rihanna. There was Apple and Nelly and Fear Factor on NBC. Her two friends are trendy. They tell her that she's cringy, cause she's still never approved. 2000, 2000, 2002. 2002. Played all the Sims, got an iPod filled with hits. Love Britney with JT, broke her heart when they called it quits. She still remembers when Toby was Spider-Man and watching Kelly win, but she wasn't a Simon fan. Where's the tracksuit? Blended juicy, and when did Megan Fox turn into a groupie? When did Netflix become TV? Whatever happened to chat rooms? Mixtapes on my iTunes was Ricky, Christina, way before Rihanna. There was Gordo and Lizzie and TRL on MTV. Her two friends are Gen Z. They tell her that she's cringy, 'cause she's still never approved. 2000, 2000, 2002, 2002. Crowd. 
Here we are. 
ladies and gentlemen. Oh, we even got an outfit change right now. Oh, <laughs> ready? Oh yeah, we're we're headed to our friend's show after this, so I'm ready. Ah, and you guys were on time too. I was like, oh, maybe I need a few minutes. Maybe I should play another song. You guys came right at the end. I was like, boom. Okay. <laughs> nope, we're here. We got it. I like this. I like you guys. Make sure <laughs> right back at you. We got to exchange numbers after this because you're cool. I love that. But definitely. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> um, I'll do the proper introduction into the game once Mike comes back. Yep. Mike, are you ready? Yeah. It, this will have the tendency to get silly. But, okay. I, but I do got a question for you guys. Because I was looking at, I was, so I'm that type of person because I'm a photographer. Mm -hmm. um, they, I, I can visually like picture things and I think about things differently than other people. So like I saw a part where Mike was like really into it, playing the guitar. And like you were into it when you were singing, what is going through your mind at a time like that? Do you mean like during the music video? What happened? Do you mean during the music video or uh, what, uh, like in in jet like playing in general and performing yeah. like that? Oh gosh, uh, for me, it's just kind of like this magic moment when you're performing for somebody. Um, I don't it's it's really cool to be able to express express your emotions sonically, like without saying what you're you're feeling, you know, like there's all these like pent up emotions in each of our songs and they're really complex and singing it really expresses it for me. So it's just kind of this unloading of emotion. For Mike, I'm pretty sure he was just rocking out. Yeah, there's not a lot going on there. <laughs> I, I'm just like, I feel like the music like goes through you just like, like, like super staying powering up. Oh, I love that. <laughs> That's definitely me powering up anytime I'm performing. I'm so excited for our next show this week because it's been a while for us. So where are you guys going to be performing? Uh, we're performing in Nashville at a venue called the Electric Jane. Um, super cool venue if anybody who's watching is in Nashville. Um, but it'll be just kind of low key and, and relaxed. And we get to talk about what each of the songs mean before we perform them, which is really cool. Yeah. But are you guys ready? We're, I'm so yeah, ready to ready. kick his butt. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children, all ages, tuning in from Pulso 82.3 FM, Elgin Sound Radio, our website, waldonnyc.com, and our new home of Platinum Radio Online. I now present to you the Welcome to the Raw Zone version of Jeopardy. Now, we've had many episodes where people do not, be, like, lose friendships after this. So, please refrain from fighting. Keep all hands inside of the vehicle. And look both ways before answering the question. Uh, our categories are here. We have genres one, genres two, random, artist one, artist two, and sing the song. Our guest here today, coming all the way from Nashville, coming all the way from Nashville, Tennessee. We have McCall on, well, on my left, and we have the killer, the killer man on the guitar, Mr. Mike. <laughs> they, they are one of the world's 
most viral bands done, and they're about to just go head to head in 90s, 2000s trivia. I only fiddled around with one of these problems. The rest are not questions that came up by me, and I'm not responsible if they cause difficulties in friendship. So how are we going to start this? You guys are going to rock, paper, scissors for who goes first. Best two out of three. Alrighty. McCall goes first. Oh, I get to start. Ladies first. Oh, so kind. Okay, awesome. I will go. Oh gosh, let's do genres for one hundred. We'll just test this out. One or two? Uh, genres one, one hundred. What is grunge? Oh. That seems very subjective. <laughs> <laughs> what is um, music popularized in the nineties? Um, mostly droning guitars, um, droning vocals, really expressive, angsty. I feel like the question would be like, I think the question's backwards here. I feel like the question would be like, what is the genre com like combined with like these bands? And then the answer is what is grunge. Oh. Now I'm very confused. <laughs> well, let's go, well, let's go with that. Yep, I'll go with that. Okay. Do I get it? So that was that was very explained. This is just whatever some person made. Uh, all right. Well, let's try uh, artists one for one hundred. Oh. Who is Mariah Carey? I feel like who is Mariah Carey is the answer again. Like you well, don't. asking what type of singer. Well, I know, but usually when you have Jeopardy, the answer is the who is. Oh yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like the question. No, is... I get it. I get it. But this is just how like some of these people just made the templates. I got you. Yeah. So it's more of just answering the question as opposed to following the actual Jeopardy, who is so-and-so. Because right. cool. if, if we also do that, it could also be who is person of certain genre who reached the height of ah, ah, ah. Because you usually respond with like who is or what is, you right? You really respond Jeopardy. with the who is. I see. So I think this is backwards. I don't know if we're going to be able to do this one. I'll pass. I'll let it pass. <laughs> you're just letting you know you're going to probably get the same format again, so you won't be able to pass that next one. I know. It's just like we're going to have to give you the definition of all these words every time. Can, can we try sing the song for 100? Let's see what happens here. Sing All American Reject. The good part. Sing sing, ah, sing All American Reject Dirty Little Secret. I'll keep you my dirty little secret. Won't try to. Yeah, I forgot the words there. What is it? How's it go? I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> I can't tell you. Are you stealing? Mike, are you looking to steal? No. You're going to give it to me? I'm going to give it to you. I think you're good enough. <laughs> We're gonna, I'm going to give you that one. Thank you. That's so kind. All right, Mike, you're go. I'll go with random for 500. Oh, he's going big. Ooh, blank became a staple for some artists in the 2000s. It is a technical question. So what type of mixing tool, like musical tool, was a staple mm. for some artists in the 2000s? I'm going to go with sampling. What is sampling? Don't give it away. You want to, anyone want to steal outside of the voice that is going to be ignored right now? Oh, I didn't hear him. I said okay. sampling. I didn't hear the, I didn't hear what he said. Uh, you want to steal McCall? 
Is it not right? Is that why I get to steal? Yes. Uh, what is guitar? Mm, fine no. answer. I know that's wrong. Let's see what it is. Auto tune. Okay. Uh, yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Well done. All right. Well, you get to take you it away. You get no points. <laughs> he wasn't even with me when I when I found this. That's the worst part. <laughs> I think uh, let's see what random for four hundred. Random for four hundred. The two thousands saw the invention of the blank that made the blank music more acceptable. Hmm. The invention of the computer that made uh, <laughs> we, electronic we, music more acceptable? I don't know. The computer was invented before that, wasn't it? No. I'm going to give you a hint on this because I actually checked the answer before because I didn't know. Uh, and we talked about this earlier in the interview. Invention of the internet that made downloading music more acceptable? You know, I could take that, but that wasn't it. One like more streaming. try. Streaming music? Yeah. Or, um... You can steal. I don't... I, I think you're right with the internet. Or of the, like, maybe it's like the iPod that made... Oh, oh, oh wow. interesting. But I, I found that interesting too because it does all these talent shows pretty much make what they want. Yeah, that's fair. Wow. My brain did not go there at all. No. <laughs> all right. Well, you're still, you're still in the lead here with, we're right. still on. Random for 300. Let's try it again. <laughs> What style of music and fashion dominated the 90s? Is it what is grunge, you think? Okay. Anything else? There's, there's more than one. I mean, if you like, just... Rock? Alternative? Adult alternative rock? Grunge. You got it right. I just wanted to see how much you would <laughs> Nicely done. I mean, you know. All right, Mike, you're go again. All right, we'll do 200. He's loving this random category. Hey, three points. Oh, uh, my gosh. Nice. I'm getting racked here. All right, McCall. Oh, it's me? Really? Yeah. I'll take the last random. Let's go. Steal it. What kind of group was uh, popular in the 90s? Uh, boy bands and girl bands. Yeah, girl groups, I guess. <laughs> Not we don't get bands. <laughs> girl groups. I didn't make this, I swear. <laughs> no, you're good. I think it's the alliteration. Um, okay, let's try sing the song again. Let's go with five hundred. Oh wow. Yeah. Oh the small things <laughs> with care. Truth brings, is that right? I'll take your <laughs> what's right. I don't know the words clearly. Okay. The audience in the back said give me the point. Yes. The lyrics are not there. Apparently this is something that I uh have a I, it, it was a blank screen. <laughs> they actually just expected you to sing it. <laughs> um I'll go, I guess. 
Uh, let's try, yeah, let's try artist for 500. Which one? Uh, let's do that one that you're on, artist two. Yeah. In 2009, the world of music was shattered by the death of. Oh my. Who shattered the world? Michael Jackson? <laughs> do you remember that? Yeah. Oh shit. I was gonna say Michael Jackson. Dang. I mean, what were you got? Do you remember what you were doing when Michael Jackson died? I do. I was at volleyball camp. Shattered, clearly. The whole world. Wild. What else did you so so you play music and you play volleyball? Yeah. What else do you do? Oh gosh. Uh, I was an artist for a long time too, like painting and film and anything creative. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mike, uh, you want to take one? I'll let you go. Yeah, how does that work? I'll take the 400 artists too. I wanted you to sing a song. That's what I was hoping for. <laughs> Blank was first discovered in 1992 by Blank and sold around 35 million albums worldwide. Interesting. Uh, oh man. It has to be a single person, right? Because was. No. You think it'd be a band? I think a band could be a was. That's tough. 1992. I want to say like Nirvana. Okay. And it was discovered by a random manager, I don't know the guy's name. Scooter Braun. <laughs> I've got nothing for this one. So if he's wrong, I've got nothing. Snoop Dogg. Ah, wow. I was thinking Eminem, but it was too early for Eminem. Mm. Dr. Dre, classic. Your turn again. For 300. Yeah. Who is the best selling artist in 99? Um, I think I, I, I feel I like it could be Eminem. I know who. Eminem? Yeah. Nope. I was going to say Britney Spears, but that was. That makes sense, though. Yeah. But Backstreet Boys makes sense. Were you guys a Backstreet Boys fan or an NSYNC fan? Oh. I think I leaned in sync for sure. But I mean, they were kind of the same. It was just crazy. I liked them both. I was a Spice Girls fan. Oh yeah. That was the that was the good stuff. What about you, Mike? I think I was Backstreet Boys. I don't even know if I knew who NSYNC was. Really? Yeah. What about when JT later? I didn't really know JT. Wow. Wow. I only knew like a couple songs. <laughs> Artist one for 500. Who is Lady Gaga? Oh man, I don't know how, how, you, how do you describe it in the exact way that they describe it? Just give your best. Just do your best. She wasn't even 2000s, was she? She was 2000s. Yeah. 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 I was in high school in 2006 and Bad Romance came out around then. Mm -hmm. She's a pop star, she's an actress. She's uh, known for her songs like Bad Romance and Poker Face. Didn't she play the Super Bowl? Mm -hmm. What was your favorite Lady Gaga song? I think Poker Face. That's good. You did well. Um, oh, gosh. Po oh, Poker Face is fun. Mike's catching up on you, McCall. What are you doing? 
Alright, let's do the uh, artist for 400. Oh god, if you get this one. Don't worry, you can go after. What three bands dominated the mainstream pop rock scene? Which, it, which, uh, what mainstream. year? Probably the 2000s, I assume. Yeah. I want to say, uh, All American Rejects, Fall Out Boy, and maybe My Chemical Romance. Interesting. Or no, Panic at the Disco. Wow, you were so close. No How doubt. did you get that? I don't, I, don't I don't know if I would say No Doubt. I feel like No Doubt was earlier. They were like, rocking in the 2000s. I feel like No Doubt, wasn't No Doubt like early 90s? Yeah. Yeah. That was like, I think their first single, Just a Girl, was 99, maybe? Wow. Popped off. <coughs> wow. Yeah. But that's still good because I couldn't even remember what the third one was. Yeah, no, that was really impressive. All right, McCall, your turn. Mike's at 1,400. Are you going to let him stand for this? Absolutely not. I think we're going to sing another song for 400. Fall out, boy. Dance, dance. Oh, shit. Dance, 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 dance of my heart. Nope, what am I singing? <laughs> I think I'm singing Swing, Swing by American Rejects. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. You're going to swipe it? No. Do you know how it goes? No, I don't know. Never heard this song. Dance, 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 I'll take it. Let's go. Just redeem myself. Oh. <laughs> Since we're with Madonna, way before Nirvana, there was you two and Blondie. I always <laughs> want to sing our version, though. It's problematic. <laughs> I mean, if you want to sing your version, too, you're more than welcome. <laughs> no, it's good. I got to respect you two and Blondie, you know? I always want to sing Avril and Nelly, but you two and Blondie. Okay. <laughs> All right, Mike, your go. I'll take genres for 500, genre one. What is hip hop? I feel like I could say anything and be right. <laughs> what is it? It's a genre of music with uh, rapping and beats and low, low sub bass. And it was popularized in like the 80s and 90s. I like that answer. Yep. Drum beats, singing rather than speaking. I still give you that. I like I'll your answer. two for 500. Let's see if I can lock and call out. Oh my goodness. What oh, is I can pop say anything here too. What is pop rock? Oh, it's a genre dominated by boy bands and with guitars, drums, and their crazy hair in the 2000s. In the 2000s. Oh my gosh. Commercial. Okay. I'll give it to him. I still gave it because I like this. Heavy use of technology. I don't understand that. I make this. Uh, uh. <laughs> uh, right, McCall? Um, let's do artist for 300. Artist for 300. Name, Name three songs. Get the party started. 
No, that's Fergie. Oh my God. No, oh, you got it. You got it. You got it. You got it. Is that is is that right? Get the I know that for a fact is right because that's one of my favorite songs. Okay, good. Um, what else did she do? Oh no. It's a What else did Pink do? Wow, I'm gonna be problematic and only know one Pink song. Do you want to swipe? I'm trying to think of any others. You want to be a lifeline for her? Uh, I only know one. What's the other one? That's Katy Perry. Yep. This is bad, huh? I had her. Um... For them? Don't don't Google it for them. That's not a lifeline. That's cheating. That's cheating. I had her CD too. Oh, I know exactly what you're doing. Bad. We're both bad. You're gonna have to tell us what they are. Uh, just give me a reason. That's more recent. That's not. So what? That's still recent. 2001. Oh. I had her CD too. This is bad. Don't cheat though. Does, does her being on a feature count? I don't know. Lady no. No, not Lady Marmalade. That is a really good song, but I don't know if it's on it. Yeah, I know. So, okay, so Family Portrait, Don't Let Me Get Me. You said get the party started. Don't Let Me Get Me. Yes, that's a good one. What the hell? I don't remember that one. Okay, Family Portrait, Get the Party Started, and Just Like a Pill. Dang, I don't know if I deserve those points. I got a, a full lifeline there. <laughs> yeah, he cheated. <laughs> I'm coming out, so you better get this party started. Yeah. Get the party started on a Saturday night. Everybody's waiting for me to arrive. So good. This I'm going to have to sing another one to redeem myself. That's going to be the only way. Okay. Let's, want go. Last one? Let's go. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm just a girl, only lonely. Don't make me drive late at night. Yeah. Oh, I'm just a girl, so pretty and sweet. Is that right? Yeah. I was just interested. Yes, that was for me. Hell yeah. All right, I'll take one more and then I'll give it back to Mike. Let's get artists for 200. One or two? Uh, two. Who is the best-selling artist of the 2000 to 2010 decade? I want to say Eminem. That actually was probably it. Eminem. Right. Or Fierce. Okay, your lifeline says 50 Cent. I'm not no. sure. I don't know that that's a that's a whole decade. That's a, that's a giant. That's a, yeah, that's a long. I want to say Britney. I think it's Eminem. I think you're probably right. All right, let's see. Oh no, you got it right. Well done. Well done. Well deserved, Mike. He was pretty good. Mellow. 
I'm so sorry. <laughs> now my dog want to make a show. <laughs> I get it. All right, Mike, you take it away. You won that one. All right, let's do genres two for 400. What is alternative rock? Free, free question here. <laughs> uh, it's like a genre of music with guitar and interesting alternative sounds and sadness. And sadness. <laughs> what? More use of tech. You got to keep mentioning tech. What does tech even mean? I don't know. I, I didn't make Computerized sounds, maybe. One more. I'll take the last 400. Go for it. What is rap? It's the same thing that hip hop had the heavy beats and the synthesizers, uh -huh. but speaking instead of singing. Okay. We're going to give you that. <laughs> All right, McCall. Let's do artists for 200. McCall can do the rest and see if she can come back. Oh my gosh. I think she's. She's not um, a group formed in the 90s with a really popularized grunge sounds. Um, gosh, with uh, one of the most iconic album art images of all time. <laughs> what are your favorite Nirvana songs for 200 extra more points? Oh, God. Uh, smells like Teen Spirit, obviously. I mean, yeah. That's, but, like, that's oh, damn. He walked away from you. That's how intense the question was. <laughs> I gotta heat up some pizza. <laughs> <laughs> you got hungry. Smells like Team Spirit is gonna be the obvious one, but it is such a good song. It is. Yes, in the 90s, grunge. All right, look. What we got? Let's Artist for one. I feel like I'm gonna be terrible at the genre questions. Mike was killing it. Oh, this was Mariah Carey. Okay, pop artist, uh, famous in the 90s, uh, very R&B, hip-hop, or I guess R&B sounds, um, with one of like the best-selling Christmas songs in the history of music. Of songs. Ah, <laughs> uh, the whistle register. That's true. She can kill that. You still got it. Thank you. I gave more detail. Yes, two for 100 as well. I'm going to crush this one. Who is Coldplay? Okay. Uh, American rock bands. Are they British? Are they British? Oh my God, they're British. <laughs> Immediate loss. Immediate loss. <laughs> you know why I said that? Because we had just gone through uh, Nirvana and it said American rock bands. And I was like, oh. Coldplay will also fit that theme. British rock band <laughs> with, uh, I don't know, so many like mind bending songs that span like very cinematic. I don't, I think this one goes to Mike because he knew they're British. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Is this Mike's or yours? I'll give it to Mike. He deserves that one. Thanks, You're welcome. What right. if you're not British? You want me to look it up for you? What's that? Would you like me to look it up for you? No, that's okay. He I'll, make, it. I'll make Siri do it. Yeah. 
Um, I'll do genres too for 300. Let's see if I can do it as well. But job. What is classic country? Okay. Um, a type of music that features guitar um, and banjo and like classic sounds um, that were very popular coming out of the South. Is that it? I, I would have thought classic country was like OG country, but this makes it seem like it's the later country. I guess to the people, whoever made this, maybe it's from the younger millennials. You know, I got you. Yeah, Alan Jackson time. I used to listen to him. Because Carrie Underwood was 2000 and what, two? I think so. I think she was the next year, right? After uh, Kelly. I think I win. I don't think you can come back. I don't think I can come back either. <laughs> How many more points are there? Let's see. Four. I, yeah, I don't think I can do it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you have Dang. Bill, that was a good game. You might have crushed me. Yeah, because I, <laughs> I kept going for the 500s that you didn't go for. Well, I figured I would not kill the 500s. That was a smart tactic. Yeah, you know. And the winner, since someone is giving up, Mike. Well done. Well done. Your definition Incredible. of music genres were very well done. Thank you. But my singing, let's be real, crushed. <laughs> you did not. You, you put your best effort. You were very close. <laughs> so close. No, that was super fun, though. Thank you so much for organizing that. And it was so wonderful getting to chat with you today. Thank you so much for being here. Um, thank you for for letting me geek out with you for a little bit, talking about nostalgia times, um, allowing your lifeline over there to participate for a little bit. Yeah. It was great. That was very helpful. Um, I would love it if you guys came to New York one day. It's on, the, it's on the list for sure. We we would love next goal do a tour. So yeah, we'll keep New York in mind for I know, that. I feel like New York's number one spot you gotta visit. Definitely. Um, tell everyone where what's going on uh, next. Where can they find you guys? Awesome. Yeah, I mean you can find us across all platforms. We do some silly videos on TikTok, on Instagram under our name Dawn D A V V N Music. Yep. Um, and we also are on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, if you like what you hear on, from our silly videos. Um, but yeah, thank you so much. And then I want to thank you guys so much for being on the show. Um, as usual, guys, you can find us below at Rodham NYC, everywhere on social media, www.rodhamnyc.com. You can find me at imiv.xo underscore. You can find the lifeline, aka my 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 lovely uh, muffin man over here at Muffin Man Pictures, and yeah, we are gonna close out the night or day, whatever wherever you may be tuning in. Um, shout out to our friends at Platinum Radio, Boost Eighty Two Point Three FM, and Elgin Sound Radio for holding us down on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Sunday nights. Um, we're going to close this out with fucked up lullaby. Good night, everyone.
Your friends when you're home alone, when you're out with them, always on your phone. 